0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want to just share share with you about Good Friday and I'll share with you what I was feeling. Good Friday is a part of Holy Week, which you understand it's usually, usually, symbolically we understand what took place. It was a way of remembering the crucifixion of Jesus. And we also call to mind the events that led up to it. The Gospels, of course, give us a great account of this. And we understood that on the night before Good Friday, Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. He led an armed, basically, crowd to the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus was praying. And when Judas saw him and kissed him, he helped the crowd identify Jesus. After being arrested, Jesus was taken... To the house of Ananias and Cephas, and he was interrogated later that morning. Jesus was brought before the Roman governor Pilate, and he was charged with claiming that he was a king, opposing taxes, and being an enemy of Rome. Pilate, as you know, didn't want anything to do with it and got out of the way. But how many of you know? Instead of, I always think about Barabbas, kind of like that story. Got to think about Barabbas, like, here he's guilty and should be punished for what he did, but it said. He got exchanged. Jesus was exchanged exchange of mankind from the beginning, guys. You know that. Jesus was forced to carry his cross to Golgotha where he was crucified and he was beaten so bad he was unable to carry that cross of course the entire way. So Simon the Syrian helped him. When he finally reached Golgotha Jesus was nailed to the cross and paced between two thieves where he was also crucified. You ever think about those guys next to him? You know, I was thinking that like they were probably they were mocking him they were they were kind of like a little bit making fun of him and you know at least one of them had enough common sense guilty thief had a common sense to say well you know what he said man he said we deserve what we're getting this guy doesn't deserve it and Jesus looked over at this guy and it was kind of funny right the guy didn't say no prayer the guy didn't the guy didn't repent of his sins the guy didn't do anything fancy he just said today you'll be with me in paradise because you didn't reject me it's not kind of funny how easy Jesus is making heaven, ain't it? I'm <laughs> saying, like, here's this guy, he's guilty, he's on the cross. He didn't say no sinners' prayer. You know what I'm saying? He just said, "Man, I'm not going to reject this guy." You know what I mean? I I I deserve what I'm getting, but you don't. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not trying to break our theology, but I'm like, you know what I mean? Here's a guy that ne- never never had any idea what was going on. Now <laughs> all of a sudden, he's in heaven in paradise. I wonder what he said the first minute he broke through the pearly gate. <laughs> you ever think about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, this is a good idea. Man, I'm glad I didn't say no to that guy. Yeah, you ever think about this stuff? I'm a little wacky, you know, but I, I think about that. Can you imagine his first day in heaven? Today you'll be with me in paradise. Man, he slid right in there. I was like, wow, that was the best idea I ever had in my life. Right? Right? Ain't it good? You know, like, whoa, I'm glad I wasn't that other guy. I wonder where he's at. You know, you think about this stuff sometimes. Like, it's not complicated. Don't complicate it. Make it simple. So what I, as, we, as, as we understand in those nails, I want you to look at Galatians chapter 2, and you can start with verse 19 in the Passion Translation, and this is the most important thing I think we could figure out. That cross gave us the ability to identify with Jesus Christ and step out of who we were. That's what that cross did. You can go there. Galatians 2.19, Passion. I'm going to read again. The cross gave me and you the ability to identify with Jesus Christ and step out of Adam, step out of who we were. Without that cross, we were doomed to be human beings forever. But that cross gave us access to Christ. And that's what I want to talk to you tonight about. I want to talk to you about redemption. I'm not going to be long, but I think this is what we got to fight for. I want to explain something to you. I don't see this Good Friday thing as being a somber, you know, mourning. Religion mourns. Like, you know what I mean? They're mourning things, right? You know what I mean? You start with a holy week, you get in the third, you know, everybody's like, I don't mind the reflection. Like, look, everybody's, I mean, you got to be almost inhumane not to understand the punishment that Jesus took. Understandable, we get that. We see that. We know that. I think not that we're beyond that, but I think after we reflect at that, I think what it does is it should activate us to live a next level life. Yeah. I don't want to go back and go, oh, he took that, and then I'm not living up to the potential that that got me. The, the way I want to look at that is this, is that what, what was the cross about? The cross was about redemption. And the cross has one major theme, and if you're taking notes, Jesus Christ on the cross redeemed me from the curse. So good Friday to me means this. Everything connected to that curse, I'm going to annihilate the rest of my life cuz that's what Jesus bought and paid for on that thing called the cross. Okay? Now, most people don't know what the curse is. Okay? But the curse is the is the reverse redemption for mankind, meaning this. The curse what was the three big things in redemption that Jesus bought back? Spiritual death, poverty, and sickness and disease. Now, ain't nobody gonna tell me any different. That's the truth because you find that in Deuteronomy 28. That's the curse. You see it? The curse of the law. Jesus, now you gotta understand, on the cross when Jesus said, It is finished, he finished legally what? The redemption of the law. You understand that? That was done, but he wasn't finished. He had to go under the earth and what? Defeat Satan and take back dominion. It's twofold. Remember he said it is finished, but it wasn't finished. That was finished. He fulfilled the law. But then he went under the earth in his spirit form. And he, what, Colossians says he took the keys of the dominion back from the devil. He took the keys of the kingdom. He took the keys of authority. You understand that? And he went down there and he stripped them. And the Bible says he made a fool of him. He stripped him naked and paraded him around and defeated him. Let's talk about like a victory chant. You know what I'm saying? That was what Jesus did. That's why Jesus said, hey, then he's not done. Then he takes what? He took the blood that he shed upon that cross, that perfect spotless blood, and brought it to heaven, and he finished there. The what? The, th- the threefold redemption plan of man to me is this. Number one, he fulfilled the law on the cross. Number two, he defeated Satan under the earth. And number three, he sacrificed himself. For the redemption of mankind and put his blood on the altar of God, which what? Eternally justified humanity called us, the believer. So when he does that, now he's done. And then after that, he sat at the right hand of the Father, completely finished everything that needed to be done for me and you. So does that make sense? So he fulfilled the Abraham's covenant, the law. Well why did the law come in fact? Because the law was the only reason why we have the law, the law the law is just a schoolmaster until what? The freedom comes through Christ. So basically the law shows you is this you're a sinner and you need a savior. Right? The 400 silent years of the church, nobody knew what was going on. They didn't even know who God was. What did they do? They came and they said, hey, you got to do these laws. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. What did it do? It woke up everyone that they needed a savior because you cannot do it on your own. All it shows you is that what? I can't, I got to have help. So we understand that. So he fulfilled that on the cross. Those nails going through his hands, man. The beating. Now everything's symbolic, right? I think like Rick Renner's got that whole thing, takes you to the thing, and he understands like the crown on his head, the thorns and thorns, the, the battle for your mind, right? Go through all of it, right? The nails through his hands. Jesus, right? The brutalistic beating, right? By his stripes you were healed. You look at that in 1 Peter, okay. So now this cross was not defeat. They would have never crucified him if they knew what they were doing. But they were really empowering us to be free. Now, why does he have to do this? Somebody's got to be the sacrifice for sin. We we know this stuff. But now here's what I want. Stop, pause, and swing this thing around. Well, if this is what he did, what was the benefits of redeeming me from the curse? Then that's what I'm fighting for because if he went through this for me, how crazy would I be to leave it on the table in the earth? Like, I don't need that. What do you mean you don't need that? He went to the cross to get you that. Why would not you take it? You know what I'm saying? Why would you let him go through there? I'm going to put it on you. Why would you let him go through that for you and then you're in the earth not demanding what's legally yours? I ain't got to work for it. I don't have to, I don't have to do nothing. All you got to do is believe because he did it. When he finished it, it was finished. Now you just got to believe it and it'll get finished in your life. Now you build up to these understandings, but this is what I want you to do. I want to read this, which I need you to see this. Okay. You're doing okay. So I want us to come from this angle, like, hey, what'd that cross get me? Because that wasn't him just hanging up there so you can go to heaven. That's so you can have heaven on earth. Right. And when you got a revelation in that, you're like, nah, you can't pin that on me. You, he pin, here, whatever got pinned on him on the cross, you can't pin on me in the earth. That's how the devil tried, he tried to get you with sickness, you know. He tried to tell you, oh, you sick. You can't, I ain't sick. Can't get sick. What do you mean you can't get sick? He took sick. If he took sick, I ain't taking it. He put it on him. Broke. He didn't put no broke on you. He put broke on him on the cross. The Bible says it. Heaven. See, I don't want to talk like this. We were at Raymond, you know, brother, you got that book, Redemption. He got it from Kenyon and all those guys. He didn't, they said he did, but he didn't. You know, all those guys. Kenyon talked about it too. Identification of man. Brother Hagee came in there. He said, here's the big things in the curse. The three big of the curse were what? Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. I said, this joker really serious? That's what redemption was? Absolutely. Go back and look at it. It's Deuteronomy 28. It leans towards that. Whose idea was that? It wasn't mine. I get blamed for everything he wrote. I could care less. I don't run a popularity poll. I don't even care. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go tell people, hey, Jesus, watch this. Jesus died on the cross just as much to get you saved as he was to get you well and make you wealthy. They're going to crucify you for the last one. That was my plan. Don't, he did it. I'm just telling you what the book says. Read it for yourself or my, don't get on me. That's what he did. I don't know why. I would have been good with just go to heaven, bro serious wouldn't you been? I went to the cross just so you could go to heaven glory to God I don't want to burn in hell go hallelujah man you know I don't want to be mean but you know what I could put up with all that other stuff I'll eat ramen the rest of my life I'm all right bro just let me go to heaven glory to God Jesus right that was his idea right you know I could deal with it a little bit you know what I mean but he said no full redemption so take your spot look what he said but because the Messiah lives in me, I've now died to the law's dominion over me so that I can live for God. There ain't nothing holding you back. Everybody struggling in this room, whatever you're struggling with, he already defeated on the cross. Don't, don't, don't say, you gotta get beyond the cross though. You gotta walk through and say, This ain't my battle, he already won. That's why he gave you the grace. There ain't nothing you're struggling with that you have to struggle with. If you renew your mind, you can overcome all of it. Yeah. That's why people struggling. I'm struggling. You're struggling because you don't know who you are yet. Now, listen, I'm not limiting your struggle. I'm in your struggle with you. But I'm going to teach you. That's why people want to run around and shout. Man, you run around and shout for an hour and don't know nothing. Right, exactly. Go learn something for an hour. I'm going to shout the rest of your life. Who the devil thinks he is? Show up and tell you what. You're going to show up, you show up in the name of Jesus and the power of God in your mouth. And then you like, you crazy, Pastor. No, that's the Bible. Yeah. Amen. Look what he says. But because the Messiah lived, my old, now this is, this is, I love this scripture. My old identity is co-crucified with the Messiah. What's that mean? You got crucified with him. Now, here's the extent of the renewing of your mind. Okay. Now watch this. How in the heaven, now, now I got to go slow. How in the heaven was I on the cross with him when he got crucified? Because spiritually, you understand this? You are in him and he is in you. Does that make sense? So it's like going like this. I got saved in 1994, okay? 1994, when I said, I accept you, he took me to the cross. What he did 2,000 years ago and then put me back in reality in earth. If you brought somebody in here right now today and said, do you want to receive Jesus? They said, I receive Jesus. They go right back to 2,000 years ago with Nid, and right now to become alive unto God. And he what? He is in him and they are in them and we are one and in the body of Christ are we. So once you get into Christ, he sees you in him. Not in you. Stop living in you. You ain't in you. You're in Christ. You're a new creature. Never been one like you before. I don't understand that. I still look like me. It's ain't no natural thing. Nothing changed in your body. Nothing changed in your face. Come on. Nothing changed, but in your spirit, you changed. Why? Because you got born again. Your spirit's reborn, but your outward man perishes. but the inward man becomes renewed day by day. That's the Bible. You know this stuff. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the living God. He came and lived in you, right? He's moving in you as his being. So by positional placement... I right now am seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places in Christ. And I got news to you. If Jesus is going to get anything done, it's through you and the earth. It's a fair exchange. He gives you heaven. Did you know this? I'm telling you, man, we're going to flip the world upside down. These revelations are going to blow you out, man. We're going to go deep. I'm going to go so deep. It's going to be simple though. Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I figured it out. I'm going to remove your limitations from the inside out. That's what I'm gonna do. That's my job. Man, I told somebody the other day, I was saying that. I said, I'm gonna remove your limitations. So, this is what happens He gave you access to everything in heaven so you can give Him access to everything in the earth. That's why it's fair, because He got no right in the earth without you. That's why, stop listening to these morons out here, these complete idiots, trying to tell you what America's gonna look like because they are wicked as the day is long, and be scared. Scared? Don't be shod, Scared. Scared of what? This this moronic nonsense? Open your mouth. Say whatever you want to say when you want to say it. Trust me, God's backing you up. You ain't got to worry about none. I told somebody the other day, I said, look, I'm going to say what I want to say when I want to say it. And they asked about something in the thing, in the situation. I said, I'll go and I'll say it. They say, you, uh, yeah, I said, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to say it. When I say it, they got a problem with me. Then I got, I got enough firepower. After I say it, good. Be great. I got three lawyers. Yeah, I got, I'll take one. I got two more. I got three. I got three. I'm going to have five by the time it's done. I'm going to say what I want to say, When I want to say. It. And if you want to see me, I got all day. We could litigate for years. I got no problem. We'll tie you up until you tied up. You can't see straight. I'm not going to say what I want to say. Praise be to God. God gives, I need a law firm. Thank you very much, Jesus. Why? I ain't going to be pu- pushed you around because you're going to say what you want to say about God. Give me a break. Stop being a punk. Tell them what the Bible said. Right. Who, you got God. God needs access in here. earth. They want you to go hide in a little corner. Let me tell you what I knew. The Apostle Paul, King Agrippa, came to him and he said, I had a heavenly vision and I didn't hide it in no corner because the pressure was on him to shut up and sit in a corner. He said, I ain't doing it. I'm going to scream at the housetops. And that's what this day is trying to do. They trying to bully you, not to stay in your beliefs. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's true. I got it. No, everybody else, hey, you want to be nuts? Go be nuts. I don't care if people are nuts. You can be nuts and you can go worship whatever nut stuff you want to worship. But if I'm going to go worship God and you're going to get mad about it, get over it. Okay? Thank you very much. Now I'm off that. No, I'm being telling you. What? Because he's got to have What happens if the church gets quiet? You're in trouble, man. You're the only hope the earth's got. God. We're going to go back to 400 silent years of the church because it didn't say nothing because the persecution was too great? And then you're going to say nothing? Yeah, that's exactly what the devil wants. Be quiet. Don't say nothing. Now bump that. Say what you want to say. Line it up with the word of God. Speak the truth in love and let the chips fall where they may. And I'm praying we get to call it down. Fire out of the sky. That'll be cool. I want to be the first guy to do it. Be fun. <laughs> ah, look at that! You got burnt. <laughs> I told you my God's real. I'll be ornery too. Can you imagine me with five, Can you imagine me with the Elijah anointing? I just do it for fun. What'd you say? Watch this. Ooh, I, you singed up, bro. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no. You got to go. Look, God's got your back. Don't be don't be getting wishy washy. Well, you know. No, stop it. Come on. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. Oh, my God, read this. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. Now, wait, wait, stop. Because he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And the moment you come into him, everything you got You got through what he did. So the minute you say, I'm in, you were in his body when it took place. That's spiritual. That's beyond the concept of the mind. But it's a spiritual application because you got to understand, I'm not born again. I didn't change. Nothing changed here. But in my heart, something changed. So God sees me and you in him. So when he got crucified, we got crucified. And what? For the nails of his cross, crucified who? me with him. And now the essence of this new life, which I'm living, keep going, watch this. What about it? It's no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one, and my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, and I gave himself for me. He loves me so much that he gave himself for me, and dispenses his life into mine. It don't get no better than that. So you ain't, see this I'm saying. So don't slip into humanity and your mental spot. Live up to the label that God gave you, okay? So the cross gave you the ability to do that. This is the, this is identification, okay? We've talked about this before. You have, because of Good Friday and the curse, you have to start what? You have to start understanding that the identification is, is the legal side of redemption that you must develop in your life, okay? It's the legal side. Look, I'm gonna show you something here. Go to Galatians, let's go, you gotta see this, okay? Because when you see Galatians 3.13, you're gonna understand this. Go to Galatians 3.13. Everybody okay? Yeah, you can start with 10. You can start with 10. Go to Galatians 3.10. King James is great. We're gonna read this. Do you like this? This will help you, okay? Because this is what he did. Okay, now we're gonna read Galatians 3 and then we go to Romans for a little bit and we'll see what he said. Because the, the Bible interprets itself. You don't need to interpret it. The Bible interprets itself. So you just put the scriptures together, you'll make sense. Don't give me your theory about it. I don't preach my opinion about nothing. And if I say it's my opinion, I say it's my opinion. But I tell you what the Bible says. That's why we're word of faith. It's word of faith is not a movement. We're teaching faith out of the word. You know what I'm saying? It's not some denomination. This is what you gotta learn. This, is, this has got power and this word's alive. You know what I mean? So when you hear it, it brings life to you. Okay, look, as for many, what? For as many are the works of the law are under the curse. Now stop. What's he talking about curse? So he said the people that were working under the law were cursed. Why? Because you cannot work to become righteous. You cannot work for any of this. You've got to believe by faith. If you work for it, that means you earned it. And if you earned it, it wouldn't be a free gift. It would be a debt that God owed you. Does that make sense so you don't work for nothing you believe for everything did you get that did you get that you know i think it was jesse the planets or somebody who was believing god for something big and uh he was believing god for something big and god said something like you know like and I, i've heard that even in my own head It's like did i ever tell you to, to pay for it no he told me told me you believe for it and he said i think he was believing for a plane or something and, and, and he was freaking out, you know. Whatever, I don't care what you believe for. Don't get the plain thing messed up. I don't care what you believe, you believe for, for donuts, for crying out loud. But whatever you're believing God for, God didn't tell you how to pay for it. He told you to believe for it. So, why, what are you going to do? Believe him for it. You get what I'm saying? It could be something big, it could be something small. Brother, Brother Norville got chickens. do bugs me about them chicken story, man. I was like, he believed God and he got laying chickens. I got eggs. I said, like, what is he? Where did he come from? He come from another planet, that man. I was like, you, you were believing God for chickens. I was believing God for chickens that lay eggs. Oh my God. He got it. I was like, all right, whatever. I better pick up my chicken laying egg anointing. But you get what I'm saying? If that makes you happy, get it. But what am I saying? Believe me for it. It isn't with labor. You see what I'm saying? Now you're going to work, but God's going to take the toil out of it. Yeah, you get ready for that. You believe God for every day. That's a million-dollar nugget right there. Uh, How am I going to do this? You believe him. Faith cannot be denied. Oh, look at those people with faith. You got to get crazy faith, man. Kind of faith like that Sarah Phoenician woman, like, oh, there's crumbs. Get away, dog lady. What? Half of you would have been offended and quit. The disciple said, Go away. Don't bother the master. She said, Yeah, whatever. I like her. She's feisty. Yeah, she's feisty. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine that? I came to the meeting because I got a need. Shut up and go away. That's basically what they were saying. She said, No, I'm not going nowhere. You might imagine that in church? Y'all leave mad. Right? So the, Then she goes to Jesus. Jesus is even worse. You're a dog. Oh, imagine if I called somebody a dog. That'd be great. I'd be on the news, right? Oh, go away, dog lady. Oh, my God. You don't greet them in the foyer, they get mad. Can you imagine if I called them dogs? Come on. Hey, dog lady, leave. What do you mean dog lady? You know what I'm saying? She said, yeah. But I said, no. He said, don't, this ain't for you. This is, the message is not for you. You're a Gentile. This ain't for you. She said, yeah, but even a dog like me, whoo, eats the crumbs that falls off the master's table. And she locked him up with faith because that joker changed his mind and you're not going to convince me of it. She messed Jesus up. And if you could hear what I'm saying, you're going to get what I'm understanding. Okay, what do you mean? I'm not telling her nothing. Yeah, no duh. Because you only do what your daddy says and you only say what your father tells you to say. And now she's got everybody jacked up because she ain't going nowhere and she got faith. He changed his mind. Ain't no doubt in my mind. As long as you can stay in faith, you can't lose. Right. You will rattle a little bit, but just hang on, baby. we like weeble wobbles. We wobble, we don't fall down. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? No, man. I got crazy faith, man. Nutso faith. Psycho faith. Faith in another. What? I'm, I, beat me with a stick. I'm not going to say no. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. What do you, I believe. If you look over at heaven, God, you're going to see me say, I believe. I believe. That's what you got to get to. I believe no matter what. Why? That cross gave you the benefits of everything that God said you can have. Now you just got to believe it. It came through redemption. You get it? She said, what? I'm not going nowhere. I believe you. He said, well, we got to do something with her. Give her what she wants. How come he gave her what she wants? Because faith is the highest law in the universe. And I got news here. You ain't going to like it, but it's God's honest truth. Faith will get God to change his mind. Man, just to say God, yeah. God will change his mind. I say we kill them all. Moses like, hey, 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 wait a minute. Maybe we should give him another chance. Let's just give him another chance. Yeah. Why? Because if you show up talking to God right with the right language, God will change his mind. That'll get you. You, you chew on that and the ride home. How can you get God to change his mind? You show up with the right substance, he will. I'm gonna believe you anyway. Care what it looks like. Care what they say, don't care what it looks, don't care what they do. I'm believing you no matter what. I'm not leaving my faith because I'm not, because I know it's the only thing that not only just pleases you, I know it's the only thing you can work with. God loves to be what believes. Now look at what it says in Galatians, okay? It says this, it says, but no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident that the just shall live by faith. Woo! How are we supposed to live? By faith. So why, why you think your faith gets tested? Write this down. The only reason why your faith gets tested is to be elevated. God got your attention, didn't he? Yeah, man, you know what? Some of you got to realize something. I'm gonna be straight with you. Some of you ain't gonna like this. You get a little comfortable in your Christianity, and God will bring a faith test. He didn't bring it. The enemy's trying to push. We get a little lack of days going. Now we get real quick, real sharp. You want to know what's funny though? You want to know what's funny? You ain't going to like this stuff. This is good. This is grown up stuff. You can't teach this. At, like you can't teach this in first grade church. They get mad at you, but because it's true. You want to know what? Chick, I'm serious. How, how's your confession when stuff starts getting jacked up? Whole lot better than it was six months ago. Promises produce spiritual growth, not pain. Because I want something I didn't want a year ago. I need something I didn't need a year ago. Now my mouth, oh my God. We got, you know, we're doing this home project improvement thing. Oh, Jesus, good God. So we did good until the other day. I did good. And I lost it a little bit. You lost it too, don't lie. Right? So I, I gave her the business. I was like, what? What is this? And she's like, looking at me. And I was like, I was like, you, got, you this is Crazy. I didn't rip the ceiling feeling out. So I was calm. So I, I, we got into it just for a minute. And I said, okay, stop. We ain't getting in strife. So I, I said, okay, no strife. Because with all this stuff going on, there ain't no, probably, when, like we were, we were almost was like wrestling the other day. I was like, you know, stuff everywhere. I'm like, God in heaven, right? But I was laughing. But I was like, we ain't getting in no strife. Why? Because I know how much it costs to get in it. So I ain't getting in it. I ain't I'm not going to fight with you. Because you, you if we start arguing, this thing's going to be down, downhill, man. I don't need no strife. Don't argue. Get agreement. Let's go. You know, you're tired and messed up. Don't get no strife in that house. Like No, nah, we in agreement. Why? I got too many promises, too big to have an opinion. My promises are so big, I don't want an opinion. I don't really care. Just like, let's just stay in a place where there's no strife. is too big. got to win. Now all those principles matter, right? When you didn't have pressure, you didn't care. You're like, ah, bump it. I'll be mad for three days. You get over it. I don't need nothing from God. (laughs) How's this spiritual growth working now, right? Oh, you want to see where money gets tight? Man, I shut up real quick. Like, oh, bro. Body gets a little funny. Like, that don't feel right. Whoop. Need a promise from God? you like, whoop. Tip, clip the lip. Why? Don't let this thing loose. I don't want to undo it. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got, well, you know. No, you ain't got nothing you believe in God for. You got the biggest mouth in the world. You start getting tight with God, you're like, no, nah, I can't say that. I don't, I, 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 I need to promise more than I need to, my opinion. <laughs> no, I ain't doing it. Say, that's growth. Spiritual growth, right? So look what he says. And the law is not of faith, but the man that what doeth them, Shall what? Live it in them. See that right there? Now watch 13. Christ hath what? Redeem me from the curse of the law. How? Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. There it is right there. Why did Jesus go to the cross? To take the curse. Why was the curse on you? The curse was on you because Adam got it on you when he committed high treason and sold the land lease of the earth to the devil. So what happened was when Adam said, here, okay, he gave the devil authority. God cursed the earth because of the transaction that was supposed to be eating light, because the earth was supposed to be blessed. It will be blessed again one day, but right now it's not because the fall of man is in it. You understand that? And the devil's in this thing. You know ain't going to be no sick people in heaven? Sick came into the earth because of the fall of mankind. You understand that? There's going to be peace and harmony. He said the lion and the lamb will slay down together. What does that mean? He's going to be total peaceful in the earth. It was supposed to be like that from the beginning. Eden was supposed to grow and fill the whole earth. But because the earth got cursed because of what? Adam's transgression, now what happened was the blessing was withhold from God's people, but the blessing's on you because of what Jesus did on the cross and took the curse. so that means you bless right now. so even though what? it's not eaten for everybody else, it should be eaten for you. Cursed is what? Everyone that hangs on a tree. Now watch 14 that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through. Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Which means the blessing of Abraham. Well, who believed God after Adam sinned? Abraham's faith created what? The family of God. So the blessing that was on Abraham becomes on you. 3.29. You can go to Galatians 3.29 just real quick for time's sake. We'll read a couple things and then we'll take communion. Look at this, right? 3.29 says And then if you are Abraham's seed, then you are an heir according to the Promise, and if you be Christ, then you're Abraham's what seed and heir according to promise. So Are you in Christ? Yeah. Yes. Then you're an heir to the promise. What promise? The promise of Abraham. What's the promise of Abraham? Deuteronomy 28. You want to see it? Go to Deuteronomy 28. Read Deuteronomy 28:1. King James Great. That's the reverse. That's the curse. Now look what he says in Deuteronomy 28:1. You remember this? Yeah. And it shall come to pass. Right. That's all that in there, right? He talks the blessing and the curse, right? Deuteronomy 28.1, King James. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently in the voice of the Lord thy God. Whoa, wait a minute. Here we go. Now, listen to Deuteronomy 28.1 as we do. You're going to see it. This is the blessing. Then he talks about the curse. We know what the curse is, okay? We're renewed to the blessing now. Pump the curse. I'm already lived in that mess. You're out of the curse. The minute you got born again, now you're in the blessed. So if poverty, sickness, and spiritual death were part of the curse, and I'm in the blessed, then poverty, sickness, and spiritual death should not be part of my life. Right. That's it. So just renew your mind to what you are. Read our, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently in the voice of the Lord thy God, and to observe and do all his commandments. When I command this day, the Lord thy God will set thee high above all the nations of the earth. God's idea. God's idea to set you high above all the nations of the earth. Hey, hey, it's God's idea. I didn't ask to be set high above all the nations of earth. That's what he wanted. Take it. I expect it. Well, who you think you are? I think I am who he said I am. Why don't you? Let me tell you about people. They try to dumb you down to their dumbness sometimes. Don't go there. Not you, not, not you guys, you know what I'm saying? Your friends, like, who do you, go to church, what do you think? You talk, this stuff. Man, I ain't going to be like lost people. Right. I love lost people. I'm really excited about winning them, but I'm not going to act like them. Right. And then you get around Christians, half of them are jealous when you start rising up. Right. You know, why are you like that? How come you got that? Why you got that? God wanted to give it to you. Take it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? I'm not talking about just like, why are you the head of the Bible study? knows why. God gave it to you. Take it. Why do you get that? Stop being jealous, man. Stay in your lane. Run your own race. I don't know what anybody's doing. I just, got, I cheer everybody on. I cheer everybody on because I'm not competing with them. I'm competing with the guy in the mirror every morning. Yeah, that guy, I try to beat him every day. Why? He's weird, man. I got to crush him. You get what I'm saying? But don't get in, like, why Why Miss Linda got the Bible study? Who gave that to her? Oh, she, 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 May we cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Stop that. It's true. You think about it. It's a God's honest truth, right? You get up a little bit. How'd you get that? Oh, my God in heaven. Stop, man. You get what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. If God wants to lift you above all the nations of the earth, man, I love it when everybody's got like, and I'm not just talking about stuff, something good happens for you. Man, I'm pumped. Why? Because God wants to put you above the nations of the earth. You know what I'm saying? We were talking, we I mean, were talking about being creative, you know, our partner, he's creative. I said, if you go blow it up, don't forget me. He said, I won't pass Chris. I was like, praise God. I pray, can't wait to you. Like worldwide creative genius thing you're doing. And I'm just going to say, yeah, I was there. <laughs> praise God. You know, I mean? it's fun, man. Believe in people because most people don't want to believe in you. You know, they want to dumb it down. what do he say? This is making sense if you're really hearing me. He wants to make you higher. But why should you prosper at work? Because God wants to make you high above all the nations. Of the earth. Why should you get the promotion? Come on, put it in your head. Because God wants you higher above the nations. Of the earth. Why in heaven should your thing work? Because God wants to put you high above all the nations. It was his idea. I would have been happy with, hey, top guy in the office. Yay. He said, no, above all the nations in the earth. That's my idea big difference. Well, why should you dream that big? Because that's where he wants me to go. It's part of the blessing. It undid the curse. I'm just happy with what I get. I'm not. Oh, you're not humble. No, I'm not stupid. Humble is mean that I live without anything. You should expect to get promoted. You should expect to start the business. You should expect to live without pain in your body. You should expect to have divine health. You should expect to have heaven on earth. You should expect your mind to function the way you tell it to. You should expect your body to function. the way. That is part of high above the nations of the earth. Got it? We don't live in poverty. You shouldn't live in poverty. It's not part of the blessing. It's part of the curse. You're not going to impress me with poverty. I've seen it. It's disgusting. It's evil. Went to India. It was the poorest place I've ever seen in my life. People lived in a, it was a board and a tin thing. I don't even know how these people lived. That's, that, I didn't feel God there. Went to South Africa, seen all them towns. Ta- yeah, South Africa's nice and beautiful. We go to the townships. It's like shanty towns all over the place. People living on the side of the road with a tin thing and another thing. And I was like, how do people live like this? No electricity, none. No food, sometimes to eat. Something like this. You think that's, that, uh, you felt God there? I didn't feel, I didn't, nothing. I didn't feel God there. You feel sorrow there, man. You feel sorry for people. Yeah. Well, you know, you just say, get out of here. That's not God. God doesn't want humanity to suffer. So, come on. This, this is not, it's not just about building a silo for your own stuff. Read the Bible, right? Set the and these blessings. Look at Deuteronomy 28 too. And these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Whose idea was that? You shall be blessed in the city and you shall be blessed in the field. Blessings shall be the fruit of your body. That's your family. And the fruit of your ground. And the fruit of your cattle. That's all your stuff. We don't got cattle, some of you do. Sheeps and flocks and goats and all that stuff, if you got it. Now we're talking about your bank account. Yep. Stuff. Basket, store. Blessed stuff should be when you come, blessed should be good. The Lord shall call his enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. Every enemy that rises up against you, you should see defeated, and it's God's idea to defeat them. Don't rise up against me. Say, well, you know, you shouldn't think people should get smitten. Don't rise up against me. I'm a nice guy. So are you. Why are people rising up against you unless they're evil? You understand know what I'm saying? Do you pick a fight? I don't. Right? I just live in life. You want to fight me? You want to pick a fight? Then when my God smites you, I might laugh, but praise be to God, don't fight me. Look, it wasn't my business. You get know what I'm saying? But I expect it. I told Pastor Liz one time, somebody was arguing. I don't remember what it was. And I, and I said, I, I, I had to pray for God not to smite him. She said, what, what, what was that? I don't remember what it was. Somebody did something evil. It was like evilly kind of like in, induced. And I said, I had to go pray for this nitwit that God don't smite him because I know enough for the word of God that if anybody rises up against me, God's going to what? Smite him. That's God's idea. So I said, no. I said, God, give him mercy. Maybe he'll wake up. See, here's the thing. Let me tell you something about this stuff. The more you know, the more God moves. Now I don't want nobody to get smitten. You know what I'm saying? 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 Like you know that scripture. Now it's loaded here. Like they rise up against you. You might be like, "Hey, bro, I'm gonna pray for you." Why? Because you don't want to rise up against me. Because my God might just smite you. Why they rising up against you? Why does evil rise up against you? Yeah, right. Trying to mess you up. Say evil? Better not come. My God might get you. Get what I'm saying? You know the word. You know the word. You don't know the word. You don't know your jurisdiction. You know your jurisdiction. You got to pray prayers like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Read the Bible. Okay. They They shall not, what? Come out against thee one way. They shall come out against thee one way. They'll flee seven ways. God got them. The Lord shall what? Command. The blessing upon your storehouse. That's your stuff. And all that thou settest thy hand to do unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God did give you. The Lord shall establish you a holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if you keep his commandments, and the Lord thy God, and you walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Whose idea was that? And the Lord shall make thee. All right, now stop right now. Now here is me. My, this is my idea. Why is she talking about prosperity? Why are you talking, talking about me having stuff? He should stop talking about me having stuff. I just read the Bible to you. Thou shalt be plenteous in what? Goods. Whose idea was that? Don't kill the messenger. Take the message. You don't want the goods? That's your own business. But he said, I want you to be plenteous in them. There you go. I wish somebody would. And what? In the fruit of the body. And in the fruit of that cattle. And in the fruit of the ground. And in the, uh uh-oh, land. Which I swore to give unto your father. He said, I'm going to bless you everywhere you go everything you got, everything you touch. Oh, I'm not done. I say, he ain't done. Watch 12. You didn't get mad at 11. You surely going to get ticked at 12. He going to open up the good treasure. Oh, he's opening up the safe now. The cross, this is what the cross did. Man, I am tweaked. Imagine if you came in here religious. You'd be getting tweaked right now, right? You like that's not what Good Friday's about. What did he take on the cross? And he gave you the. And what's the blessing? He opened up the treasure box. Man, this God's good, ain't he? Yeah, I want to be sane in my mind, whole in my body. I'm just reading Deuteronomy 28 because if you go on, then he tells you what the curse is. We don't want the curse. We are free from the curse. We've been born again. This is what the. This is what good. This is why in Good Friday is great. Look what he said. And the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Mm. The heaven to give the rain into the land in thy season and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend to many nations and thou shalt not borrow. Oh my God in heaven. God <laughs> said you to lend to the nations. People will be calling you up, hitting you up from like Africa for a loan. Come on, somebody. Hit you up for, come on, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Like somebody call you up, like, we need some money, can you help us? <laughs> oh my God, right? They'd be calling up, calling up for India, hey, we need a loan. Can you, get, can you spot us that kind of money? Why not you? Why not you? Who knows what's coming down the road? You get what I'm saying. Stretch your capacity. Now, is somebody gonna call you up from Dubai and say they need to borrow money? How do I know? I don't care. But are you getting the magnitude and the grand scheme of what God is saying? You're gonna be a lender to the nations, not a borrower. Come on. For some of you, you know what that means? I'm out of debt this year. Come on. You know what that means? For some, I'm buying what I want to buy. I ain't buying, i ain't buying. No, no man, nothing. I owe him nothing. I ain't owe him nothing but love him. Right? I'm not. I'm gonna buy that house, cash money. What you say? I'm gonna have cash money by the house. I'm gonna buy that car, cash money. I don't need to be borrowing. I'm not the borrower. Come on. I'm the lender. See, this is setting in. Like you might, hey, I'm supposed to be a borrower. I'm a lender. See, it's shifting your mindset. The blessing shifts your mindset. Now I'm saying, is everybody there yet? No, you know what I'm saying? It's a next level life. You gotta strike. Say, so, hey, I might not be there right now, but I'm screeching. Look who he says. Look who he says. And, uh, look, I'm going to read these. Next two, I'm done. Right? And you can do, we'll take communion. Yeah, it's beautiful. Because we're going to take communion. I'm going to read these next two, and then we're going to take communion again. And the Lord shall, make, you want You want to do communion with us? Babe, you're going to do communion? That'd be good. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Remember that scripture? Thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, I command thee this day, and observe to do them. You get that? He said, I'm the what? And not the. That's part of the blessing. Did you know that? You know what I'm saying? Part of the blessing means I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. That's God's idea. See what I'm saying? Ain't that good? Watch this. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I commanded this day to the right hand or the left. And go after the gods to serve them. The blessing, man, hitting your life. So it's us about, what's that cross about? Man, I, he took the curse on that cross. Poverty, sickness, spiritual death on him, on the cross, God got mutilated so I don't have to be sick. By his stripes, I am healed. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I ain't putting up with sick. I don't know. You got, nah, nah, chill, man. I'm the healer of the Lord, and I say so. I'm not living sick. God will divinely heal my body because that's what he took on a cross. Every disease, you know, scholars theologically figured out that, you know, all every disease comes out of like, I don't know, certain kind of things. And they, they try to figure out all this stuff. But clinically, whatever went on, trauma, they said that Jesus, Jesus was made every sickness, every disease, and every sin. And he was mutilated on that cross. He took it all. So anything, any, like say you got say you got something, he took it on him there. That was the exchange. So he put it on him on the cross so he could take it off of you and the earth and you could just leave it on the cross. God, I ain't going there taking it because it ain't mine. I'm just taking the blessing. The curse has never been designed for us to live in. That's why Jesus went to the cross so we can be what? And the number one thing of all is we can be saved. All that other stuff don't matter. You ain't saved. But you can be saved. Ain't that good news? I'm saved and going to heaven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And now I can have some heaven on earth. Amen. Come on, let me pro- let me pray for you and then we're going to take communion together. Father, I just thank you for these guys. I thank you for Jesus. We just thank you for everything you did. It is so awesome what you did for us. And Father, most of all, I thank you. I thank you for Easter. I thank you, God. There's gonna be so many people in here. They're gonna get saved and get to know you. And we we just gonna we're just gonna help people meet you. And never be the same again we love you and we praise your holy name in jesus mighty name we pray amen thank you for listening to this episode of relevant live with pastor chris sarnum if you are interested in learning more about relevant church you can visit us at relevantfl.org and don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week thanks for listening